we sit and enjoy in the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why the day is sunny. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950, or possibly a podcast. I have no idea what you're doing, but... I'm glad you've brought us with you. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to be helping you kill about another hour with some drinks and conversation. We are joined today. Well, I should say, actually, the theme today, I like this, is fire. Fire is the theme. And we are joined by none other than Bonnie Hancock and Joe Wyant from All Seasons Fire in uh, Golden Valley, correct? Or Minnetonka? St. Louis Park. St. Louis Park. Oh, all right, I'm still going to talk to you. I, <laughs> I'm not a fan of St. Louis Park. <laughs> Nevertheless, welcome to the show, Bonnie. Welcome. Joe, welcome as well. Thank you. Thank you're you, very, Greg. You're very welcome. Should I respond? <laughs> no, it's okay. They can see a nod. It's, it's, it's ESP radio. <laughs> no, this is going to be a great show because you know what? Fireplaces are... Really important in home design. I think that there is something absolutely primordial about, well, there is something primordial about, about fire. And when you're talking about a home, and, and especially as we're in the midst of winter and Christmas season, it so often revolves around, well, hearth and home, I guess. Correct? Yeah, the, the fireplace should be the center of the home. It's basically how it should be, in, but today... The TV has become the center of the home. <laughs> it's true, but it's a passing phase because you know what? My kids watch everything on their tablets, on their screens and things. The large TV and the family gathering around no longer is the norm. So it's prime for a fireplace to become again. For example, this very Christmas, I had my two daughters and their two cousins over and my wife, of course, and things. And I look over after Christmas dinner, and everybody is sitting in the living room around the fireplace, even though they're all looking at their own phones. At least they're physically in proximity, correct? So, wonderful. So this is going to be a good conversation because there are a lot of things that have happened in the fireplace industry. There's some really cool things that you guys are doing, and I can't wait to get into it. Coctology is being provided by none other than Habitation's own Jackie Taylor. Hi, Jackie. How was your Christmas? My Christmas is great. Glad to hear it. (laughs) And I can see that you are champing at the bit to make a cocktail, because I know you love doing this. It's one of my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) The enthusiasm is overwhelming. What is it that we're making? We are going to be sipping on a Monte Carlo Imperial. Monte Carlo Imperial. Now, I provided this drink to you because I made these at a holiday party that we had a couple of weeks ago. And I got this out of my 1958 uh, Esquire party book. So this is a lost cocktail that we are revitalizing here. We're going to try to. (laughs) I love the confidence. (laughs) All right. All right. Johnson, you're going to hit our our mixing music. And uh, Jackie, Take us away. Ready? All right. So I am going to mix two ounces of gin, which I have here. Okay. Um, and it's a dry gin. It's a, dry be a dry gin. gin. It has to be dry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's what the recipe calls for. Flavor balance. Okay. And then a half ounce of creme de menthe. Creme de menthe. Did I screw that up? You did Probably not. Did. 
And it okay. must be white creme de menthe. White creme de menthe. Do not try that god-awful green stuff that has the food coloring and extra sugar in it. Oh, no, sugar's not difference. good. I didn't know that. Yeah. It is. So white creme de menthe. This is not the stuff you use to make a... Grasshopper. Grasshopper. Correct. Okay. This is technically the same thing, but without the food coloring, but the food coloring changes it somehow. I don't know how. All right. All right. So you're going to mix those two with um, a quarter of a lemon. Okay. Squeeze that into your little martini shaker. Fabulous. And, and again, and the and the the ratios are two ounces of dry, dry gin, gin and a half an ounce of creme de menthe. White. Creme de mint. Well done. Top notch. With a quarter of lemon juice or lemon wedge squeeze. Fabulous. Okay, there you go. Which then, brightens it up, kind of brings all the flavors to the forefront. Shake it. Make sure it gets nice and cold and mixed up. And then you're going to pour it over ice. And we're using a rocks glass. Yes, we are. I've garnished it with a lemon wedge. Which is nice. Did you squeeze a little lemon in it as well? I did not. Okay. I would recommend, guys, you when like, you well, have the drink, do a little squeeze in. Do a little squeeze. And then you're going to want to top it off with some sparkling wine, Prosecco or champagne. And that is the secret ingredient. That yeah, is... Oh, chilled dry champagne. You want the dry stuff. Mm. It's all about dry. Frankly, this is <clears> barely <throat> a drink. It's so dry. Just kidding. <laughs> Was that not good? <laughs> and I will give Bonnie the first glass. Awesome. And then you're going to give it just a little stir to kind of bring it together a bit. Ooh, there it goes over the rim. Over enthusiastic. All right. <laughs> and we're ready to go. And Johnson, there you're going to have one, right? Shout from the corner. Yeah, I will bring them on over to you guys. Great. Are you guys general fans of the drinking class, do you have preferred cocktails that you make? I'm not a big cocktail guy. In the last couple of winters, I've started to uh, uh, recognize the value of rye, so I've been a a rye guy for the last couple of years. (laughs) We did. Last week, we did uh, some some, uh, dickle rye. What, What was the cocktail that we made? Do you remember? It was. It was a winter old-fashioned. That was very, very good. Again, we're going to have to remember to uh, put out our latest cocktail book uh, this season, so it's on its way. And in the summer, we do like the uh, New York Times gin tonic recipe. If What's you've the never New York had Times that. gin tonic recipe? It's, it was a number of years ago, it was published in the New York Times, but it, it, you mull the limes in, in a pitcher... Okay. And then you, with ice, and then just pour in a half a bottle of gin and a liter of tonic water. And, and you're in business. And you're in business. It's a gin and tonic punch. Yes. Oh, I like that. We have an idea now for the summer. The summer uh, uh, Out on show. your patio down here with the creek running by. And a beautiful <clears throat> fireplace, no mm, doubt. Exactly. <laughs> with the dogs. All right, Johnson, prepare our uh, drinking or our swallowing music. Oh, and let's try oh, this. Shoot, I is it a little too sweet? No. No, it's right. really good. What it's do you think, good. honestly? It's good. Quite nice. Right? Yeah. What's nice is you can batch these ahead of time. So you put together the gin, the lemon, and uh, the creme de menthe, 
and that can sit separately, and then you just top it off with the champagne once you pour it. So highly recommended. Awesome. All right. Well, we're well on our way to a bit of inebriation. Let's talk about <laughs> fireplaces. So, Bonnie, why don't you introduce us to All Seasons and a little bit of a background on, on your company? Oh, <clears throat> Joe should be the one to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, why don't you introduce hey, us okay, to All Seasons? I, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Sure, sure. Well, we've been doing this for quite some time. I actually started out in the business working for the local gas utility. Really? Yeah, and I worked there for 13 years in various capacities. I was a salesman for a while, and then I worked in sales management, and then I worked in a marketing position. But I loved fireplaces. It was a way that I kind of got my foot in the door there. Mm -hmm. And something that I always loved about it compared to, you know, the other products I sold were water heaters and furnaces, things that people don't get sexy. very excited about buying, whereas with fireplaces, it was something that people – you know, really got jazzed about. So it was, I, I always loved fireplaces for that reason. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, we had the opportunity to jump in and do it on our own. And we've been doing it for about 20 years now um, on, our, on our own as, as All Seasons Fireplace. And uh, we've just tried to take a little bit different approach. It's a specialty market. Our biggest competitor, though, is, you know, they're like, a, they're large, but they're, mm -hmm. They're just trying to sell equipment, and we've yeah. tried to take a little bit more specialized approach to the business. And you guys do. I mean, there are critical parts about, you know, fireplace, everything from placement mm -hmm. to, I, I presume, the amount of heat that is, is generally put out. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the different types of fireplaces. So you've got gas, electric, and wood burning, correct? Those are our main categories. There's also pellet out in the marketplace, which we've kind of stayed away from that side of the business. It's more of a rural product. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. Gas, wood burning, and electric are the primary fuel types. Which is most popular at this point? Oh, certainly gas, okay. especially in our area of the world. Uh, wood burning is it's kind of the core of the business, mm -hmm. but um, for most people, gas seems to be the way to go. And simply because you're going to use it so much more often. And mm -hmm. people, they love their gas fireplaces, and they use them every day. Um, but you do... And lately, we've been running into more people who they want that wood burning experience, and mm -hmm. they're. But you can tell right away if someone's a wood burning person. Can you? Know? you? Oh, mm -hmm. certainly. If How? They, they're they're excited. It's what they want, and there's no. They won't even consider anything else. <laughs> so. I, I full disclosure, I am one of those mm -hmm. people. When we built our house back in '08, mm -hmm. incidentally, so I. I built a, a, a spec home in 2008, right before the real estate market crashed. I bought the district in 2020, right before we went into COVID shutdown. Good so timing. If you'd like right. to know that a disaster <laughs> is on the way, just, just see if I'm thinking about buying anything. But when we built the house, I insisted on a wood-burning fireplace. And the uh, architect slash builder... I mean, he tried really hard to persuade me against it. He's like, you got to bring the wood up. you got to shovel it out. And I'm like, but there's still no substitute within a living room in my mind for that snapping and the crackling and the smell. And, you know, if your eyes aren't watering from the smoke that sneaks out every now and then, it's not the holidays. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but gas works beautifully, of course, in other locations. And the flick of a switch. I mean, I know a lot of people do gas, like in the bedroom for that type of thing. Are you finding multiple fireplaces in mm, homes much? Yeah, we do a lot of multiple fireplaces. And... 
and also outdoors is another thing that a lot of people now will go to the outdoors with their wood burning product mm-hmm. because the uh, new homes it tends to be a little bit more complex to put a wood burning product in there because then you have to add additional makeup air and all this other fun mm-hmm. stuff. It, so, oh, is that the case? I mean, yeah, they're too causing tight. Problems mm-hmm. now, certainly. Certainly. it's an exhaust only appliance, so it's taking air out of the house. So the air it's taking out of the house has to be replaced. Interesting. And these. The structures are so tight that there isn't just natural leakage into the home. Right. Oh, that's really fascinating. So now, I mean, is that something, how do you guys manage that on a new house? Is it just a matter of the, the builder has to know? The builder has to know, and he needs to know you know, how much makeup air he has to have, and there's different ways that we can achieve that. Okay. So. And is that the same with uh, electric and gas, or are they exempt? Electric uses no room air at all it's basically just a light show mm-hmm. <laughs> as it were so there's right. really nothing there is no vent mm-hmm. so there's no need to worry about and gas for the most part is what we call direct vent or sealed combustion okay. meaning that it all the air that it uses comes from outside okay so as such the inner envelope is not affected by the 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 use of the the gas appliance probably another reason the builder really wanted me to use gas instead of <laughs> would if you stop and think about it. (laughs) All right. So, uh, by the way, you mentioned, so electric are still basically a a light show, correct? Correct. Are there new things that they're doing with it? I mean, I remember back in the 60s, 70s, you know, you'd have like literally like a fake fireplace in New York that had essentially a light bulb Mm -hmm. behind Mm -hmm. it. Have they progressed? They have. Much better now. We have one that has the crackling that you'd want okay a dimplex model and they have multiple sided electric fireplaces now okay um water vapor is a new thing that's being used now where the water vapor light comes up through the water vapor and it looks it mimics the look of a flame okay so that's kind of a cool thing oh that's very cool is that how how new is that on the market it's been around for a few years and it's gaining um, popularity. Popularity. It's expensive, but it's it's something that we'll use, especially for uh, commercial applications mm-hmm. where they don't want to have to deal with heat or those mm-hmm. other things that come along with a Well, that does make sense. Fireplace. Do you guys have those on display in your showroom? Mm-hmm. In, Certainly. Uh, yes, we do. St. Louis Park. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we just displayed Gee. them at the uh, AIA show, the architect show in Minneapolis at the convention center, and it was... It was quite, quite a hit. Yeah. yeah, I would bet so. But is it like twice as expensive as gas? Three times? Um, the the material, the initial unit price is probably a one and a half times more than a gas. But there's less to installing it, so you save on those other things pertaining to running a gas line or getting a vent through a, a roof. Okay. So ultimately, it may be less than the gas unit in the end. Great but point. it doesn't produce heat. It doesn't. It's not a fire. It's purely visual. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, that's what I'm sure a lot of people are looking for. Jackie, let me ask you. You're in from Oregon. You just moved to Minnesota. You're originally from California, for God's Southern sake. Southern California. I could use about five different fireplaces in my house. <laughs> One in the bathroom, living room, bedroom. It's cold out here. Yeah. <laughs> bathroom, fireplace. We can do that. Yeah. When do you want to come in? Have when I sell my Portland house? <laughs> really? It's not sold yet. Not, not yet. Um, 
Jackie just got back. She had a tree, had a tree fall on it. Right? Uh, not on the house. Okay. Close to the house. Nevertheless. There might be a listener interested mm-hmm. right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. If, if anyone's anyone... looking for a house in southwest Portland, Hillsdale, send me a message. <laughs> she give you a heck of a deal, especially if you remove the tree. Yeah. I was just kidding. You and did fix, remove the well, tree. I, I won't mention that part. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So... Talking more about fireplaces, first of all, this industry, how many, I mean, are, are there just a handful of, supplier, of suppliers or, I mean, are there stuff coming in from China? How does that work? There's fewer than there used to be. Okay. At one time, it was a pretty vivacious industry when the housing market was strong for throughout the 80s okay. and early 90s, but then 2008 came along and about two-thirds of the manufacturers went away. Okay. <laughs> and it's a lot of small manufacturers relative to other industries. Okay. Um, but recently, there have been a lot of new, exciting companies coming into the marketplace again, okay. including from Europe and um, not so much Asia. I mean, there are some Asian products out there as well. But uh, the biggest thing for those companies when they come to North America is they have to have their products tested and approved here because there's a different set of standards mm-hmm. to have a product um, be approved for sale in the United States. So a lot of times people will think they'll see this cool product that they see in Sweden or something, mm-hmm. and it may or may not be available to sell here. Mm-hmm. We even have some manufacturers that are European that we sell that only certain models within their line are available in North America. Interesting. So what is, speaking, I assume it's European, but what is like the premium fireplace manufacturer? What is, for lack of a better term, the Cadillac of fireplaces? What do you think, Bonnie? In each category? Mm-hmm. I suppose. So like, in other words, so what, what is the highest quality? Or, or is it purely a matter of aesthetics and function? Are they well, all I, pretty that's good? That's the, the difficult part, just like a Cadillac <laughs> or mm-hmm. a car, mm-hmm. is that a lot of it is, is lifestyle-oriented. So whereas one guy may think the Rolls-Royce is the best car, another guy might think the Jaguar or the Ferrari is. So, mm-hmm. you know, so the person who loves a Focus fireplace, which is a beautiful fireplace made in... In France, mm-hmm. another person might think that's like a silly-looking thing. Fair. So, Fair. Uh, whereas we have a German product called Spartherm that's you know has a totally different look and feel. Or in America, we have you know a brand called Lopi out in Washington State that's a wonderful product. And a guy who's up in a cabin in in um, in northern Minnesota, that's his Cadillac. Mm-hmm. You know? Fair point. All right. Yeah. So there is no dominant brand that has kind of a corner on, you know, high end. Everybody's doing different styles, different yeah. looks, and, and things. So. Making it so. all the more important to work with professionals like yourself, I'm sure, who understand the rules of each of these manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point, too, in terms of working with a specialty company is that there's a lot of products that may be okay to purchase in Georgia, but mm-hmm. cannot be purchased or installed here. Oh, another aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Fair so enough. like in the gas business, there's a thing called vent-free, okay. which we would never want to do here. 
So there's products that have catalysts built into them, and they can burn gas cleanly without the use of any vent at all. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that product here is that a byproduct of combustion is water. Okay. And as it gets colder outside, so when it's 10 below zero, the air can hold, like, no water. You mm -hmm. know, it, the amount of water that the air can hold is, is nothing. So then when you burn this product and you're going to want to burn it more when it's cold out, mm -hmm. it's going to create this moisture within your home and end up creating mold issues or oh. rotting issues within the structure of your home. So that product, it may make sense to have that in Georgia or Tennessee, but not here. Fair. Oh, again. Know your codes. <laughs> That's good advice, especially in St. Louis Park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just can't help myself. <laughs> okay, Greg, I want to know, did you have a bad experience there? I had a terrible experience in St. Louis from? Park. You could not give me property in St. Louis Park anymore. In fact, interestingly, I won't go into too many details, but I, was, I am in the process of starting a new business, not related to all of this, but something completely different, and... The hub, uh, the company that I'm working with, is in St. Louis Park, and I just discovered that the person in charge is none other than this individual whose initials are BH, uh, who is a nightmare of a person who, like, literally, he, he's in charge of inspections. He drove me out of the city by, I had a property. It was 5,000 square feet. I ran afoul of this person, the chief of directions. Do you want to guess how many times I was inspected after that in the eight months of build-out? 42 times. Wow. He would walk into the building and send all of my contractors home and tell them that they will never get this project done. He really did. So I sold what I owned in St. Louis Park. I never went back. And now I'm not going to do this one business with this one business specifically mm -hmm. because of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a painful. <laughs> thanks for a painful walk down memory lane. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's talk more about styles of, of, of fireplaces. I have been seeing more and more of the hanging oval fireplaces. In the suspended. Suspended. Fireplace. Tell us about that. It all started, as far as I know, in the south of France in the 60s by um, Dominique Imbert, who okay. passed away the last year. And... Um, he was an artist. He was an artist, and so, like he had lots of, he had a very diverse background, and decided that in the later part of his life that he enjoyed crafting metal fireplaces, and he did one, and then he got more orders, and just it just grew out of that. And so he had this small little studio in the south of France, and um, that was in the '60s. It had a resurgence with the mid-century modern mm -hmm. craze mm -hmm. recently and it's just kept going and um, they're beautifully crafted they're a piece of art in themselves Agreed. whether they're burning or not mm -hmm. and uh, and you're not limited by the wall structure you can just add a fireplace you don't have to have the it's, construction team it's more of a creating. piece of furniture mm -hmm. and it's a center piece for the for the home, for the room, and they they many of them uh, rotate, rotate 360 degrees. That's really? kind of a fun. So you can turn your fire in any direction yeah. you want. Really, 
Yeah. Oh, that's really, really, really cool. And the style, I mean, it lends itself to so many different styles, too. I mean, it's not just mid-century. I mean, you can have modern. Well, yeah, you you're the have, designer. Yeah, yeah a, a variety. I mean, they're just, they're, they're sculpture. They're burning sculpture. And if there are two things that people like, it's art and fire. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me of our, our art ransom, ransom that we did one that's time. That's right. We talked about that, right? Wonderful. So, okay, so we're talking again. So this is the suspended fire place. And again, these are made by a bunch of different companies, mm-hmm. you said at this point? Or is two, it just two. That two different we, companies. And we, we handle both of them. Okay. So Bordelais came just around in the 80s. J.C. Bordelais came okay. around in 1982 or something. And okay. w- they're unique in that they have different f- fin- finishes, mm-hmm. u- unique finishes like the zebra Model and the, yes, we and did. The, so I so we're cheating here. I have a catalog in front of me that I'm flipping through a little bit, and I'm going to ask you a couple questions, I suppose. But yes, so it's no longer traditionally these are black, right? But now zebras, lions, or, or tigers, rather, I guess, all these different stainless things. steel, raw stainless mm-hmm. steel, and they're beautiful. Anything they're, they're, you can think of, corken steel. That's another thing. Oh that yeah, really so Focus do. does offers, offer. Yeah, a, Focus offers uh, a Corten model. Yep. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's probably really popular. Yeah. I'm surprised we don't see that more often in like uh, restaurants and, and things like that because that seems so perfect. Nevertheless, what about and now there are also styles. You said those rotate, but there are 360 degree fireplaces Correct. as well. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about those. The Agora Focus. We've mm-hmm. sold a number of those. They're particularly nice in a, uh, well, the people who have chosen them put them in a window, like a three-sided windowed space, great room, looking out over the lake. Really? Um, Oh, um, God, that must be beautiful. There's another company in California called Malm. They have a model called the Spinifier, which is a 360-degree view fireplace, too. And they've been around since the 1960s, a nice... Fun company to just you can call them and you'll someone will answer the phone yeah. and they're kind of cool dudes and they they're really helpful all the time and nice. they'll 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 finish things in any color you want. We just had a customer that did a lime green really um, uh, mom stove, but yeah, it's it's it, they're a great company to work with too. That is wonderful. And, again, in full disclosure, we are talking about possibly putting one of these in the district to dine a lounge space and, you know, possibly a showroom, et cetera, where you can see things. But any way you look at it, the critical part I would think about these products is to see them in a catalog is nice, but to see them in person can be breathtaking, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah, totally. What about outdoor fireplace spaces? We touched on it a little bit, but what's going on there? Well, since the, the pandemic, pandemic, everyone seems rage. to want to be in their yards. So, <laughs> yeah, out, there's a lot of fun outdoor products. People, again, gas is a really huge thing on the on the outdoor space side, and mm-hmm. a lot of the manufacturers are really pushing in product development right now for outdoor gas products. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a huge variance in price because you can have, and the one of the biggest drivers of that is what type of control system does the fireplace have? So mm-hmm. there's 
very antiquated systems, mm-hmm. which are what they call match light, where you turn on the gas and then you just <laughs> stick the match there. Um, which and run like hell. Well, it works. You know, there's nothing that breaks on it. And then there's other more automated systems, which mm-hmm. may or may not be reliable. Okay. So it tends to be the most reliable of the automated systems is what they call hot surface ignition. Okay. Which is, where it's like has a glow coil that gets hot and then that lights the fire and it has a relighting capability where if the fire were to blow out it would relight it automatically. Really? But doesn't yeah. it so you've got the heating element but you still need some moment of combustion, don't yes. you? How does it provide that? Is it it's just a just, spark? It's oxygen. Of... It's that glow coil provides enough heat to get that fire started. Really? Yep. So it's just basically it's it's fuel, which is gas, and spark, which is that glow coil, and then oxygen. So if you have those three components, you'll have fire. <laughs> but people have to keep the leaves out of them and cover. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. there's some maintenance required. Well, and there's other yeah. things too, as far as design. You have to have People will want to do funny things with them, like put them into the ground. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I look. And then you then it gets water wet. will pour into that hole, and, uh, and it doesn't work so well when it's filled with water. Yeah, good point. So, good point. Yeah, water and fire. There's just something about them not working together. Well, we do actually do have a product that is water. If that's we're saying nice. the vapor that runs through, right? No, this is a company called HPC. They have a water, like a waterfall product that has fire that comes up through it really they're really neat around pools oh my god that's where we use them have you done any of those projects in the uh, area recently what Uh, that's more of a special we have not we've done like one well the the Mm -hmm. lifetime Mm -hmm. fitness guy Mm -hmm. oh did you (laughs) good for you but what about yep yep Mm -hmm. um what about other alternatives for outside so that is gas-based we have a um, really – our favorite product at our house is by a company called Wittis. Uh, Nils Wittis is a – he's a gentleman from Denmark who has a shop out in uh, Pound Ridge, New York, and he imports products primarily from Europe, and he has a product called the Phoenix Grill, okay. which is a Core 10 um, wood-burning uh, grill and fire pit. Okay. And it's beautiful. It looks like a piece of art. It's tall and narrow, and it has this great chimney effect. And you can have fires in it. And the nice thing about the fires with this product is that you don't get all that smoke blowing back at you like you typically would with an outdoor fire, wood-burning fire. Good point. And it has a little cooking surface that you can cook on it. So we like to cook um, steaks in the wintertime, you know, ribeye steak on a nice hot griddle. And it's, it's really awesome. That's fabulous. You know, I used to, I haven't done it in a few years, but, um, I used to cook bread in a Dutch oven suspended over an outdoor fireplace for Thanksgiving and such. It was always so good, but you know, occasionally a couple of years you'd burn the bottom because you let it, you know, and then you'd kind of fall away from it. But it's amazing. I mean, you just get the little tripod or tripod mm-hmm. fireplace thing, mm-hmm. dangle it off the top, and then for about, God, I think it cooks for about two hours, actually. No kidding. Yeah. And you just soak it, and it gives you a chance to get away from the family and go outside. <laughs> um, so I recommend it very, very highly. And you always have one of these with you. At least. <laughs> actually, I'm one of those guys who, like, my wife can't decide if it's pure loss of memory, which it probably is, or good planning. But... 
I'm one of those guys who like will forget where he put his drink. So I'll just go and make another one. So as I wander from place to place, it's always a surprise. Oh, look, there's a cocktail. <laughs> we have another trouble. product where you, you can make bread in it. Really? A wood-burning uh, pizza oven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been seeing those. Now, are those like the tabletop variety or is mm-hmm. there like a whole? It can be on any surface. You can yep. put it on any surface. Yep. It's light. You see a lot of the little ones. We've kind of stayed away from those little ones, which you can buy at Target or, you know. Mm-hmm. And we have, but we have a, a nicer one that's, but it still can sit right. We actually just purchased a glass table to put ours on at home. Okay. And it, but you could put it on a wood surface, and it, they're so much fun. Are they really? I mean, is it's it? easy to start. You know, people think, oh, yeah. it's wood. No, it, it starts really easily. And is it just small pieces of wood that you yeah, put you in there? It, it comes with this little stainless steel cradle. Okay. And I take regular pieces of wood and I chop it up into smaller pieces. And I just put five or six of those in there and get it started. And throw that in the back of the oven. In about 15 minutes, it's up to 600, 700 degrees. And you put your pizza in there and you have a pizza in a Less than three or four minutes. You, have to, you do have to watch it and turn it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. like Pizza there, Lola in your backyard. I love Sorry, it. Pizza Lola. <laughs> pizza Might Lola. not be as good as your pizza. <laughs> Nonsense. I'm sure it's delicious. Well, it's tough to compete. But that's funny because I've looked at them a million times because, mm-hmm. as I like to say, pizza is the basis of my food pyramid. Mm-hmm. I just, I've all, I mean, I, I eat Well, pizza you're Italian. Exactly. So exactly. what's the, do you make your own dough? Uh, I have. Usually, quite honestly, I'm just, just ordering out or, you know, I, I have a soft spot in my heart, to be honest with you, for Heggie's pizza. Okay. Are you guys familiar with Heggie's? Frozen? Is it yeah. frozen? Yeah, it's bar pizza. Oh. And just because when I first introdu- was introduced to it in Minnesota, I mean, literally, the only place you used to be able to buy it was or get it was at bars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at 3 a.m., there's nothing more delicious than a pizza. So Heggie's, like, imprinted on me that it's a great pizza. So now it is my official football frozen bar pizza. Uh, I know. I know. That's too bad. Have you had Savoy? I have. Okay. Red Savoy is good. In fact, Savoy was one of the first pizzas that I had ever ordered when we moved to Minnesota. And it came cut into squares as... You know, they do, which I had never in my life seen before. So I literally was going to call and complain and say, what the hell did you do to my pizza? This is absurdity. (laughs) But now I've grown to like Savoy's pizza pretty much. As long as I like pepperoni and sausage and onion Savoy and just make sure they cut it as a pie. Really? You tell Mm -hmm. them? I do. I do. Tough customer. I know. I probably get a decent amount of spit in my pizza. But uh, (laughs) nevertheless... So, all right. So, I'm going to look into that without a doubt because that mm. is. I've we could put been one in your back area here. <gasps> Can we? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. We could set it up. And again, if you guys come in, we've got that whole beautiful patio space that I know. All of your, you know, tenants here would love it. Well, I do have a pizza oven in the break room, you know. Oh, you do. Yes, and I do generally lay in Heggie's pizzas around the place. So it's always an option. Are they a sponsor of the podcast? They aren't, but they should Not be. Yet. <laughs> Johnson, can you remind me to contact a uh, 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 Heggie's Pizza Company? Agreed. Brought to you by Heggie's. Right? Seriously. All right, I like it, Bonnie. Edit that out, maybe. Yeah, I'll just do <laughs> Would just would, whoever gives us a sponsorship, you know, Red Baron Avenue Pizza, pizza. <laughs> <Red Baron. laughs> which is the other thing. That's my other guilty pleasure is Stouffer's French bread pizzas. 
Do you remember those? Oh, God. See, here's the thing. I'm a child of the 70s, right? And there were a lot of things about growing up in the 70s which were negative. But one thing that is nice is that that was the era of boxed food and frozen food and yeah. all that other stuff. So if I want uh, if I want to taste a cake just like Mama used to make, uh, it's an aisle three, Betty Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it takes us right Pizza down. rolls and... Oh, exactly. Remember Totinos. I want to ask you, though, also about the outdoor fireplaces. So gas burning is an option, but then there's propane, I assume, correct? Propane, certainly, yeah. And the, the critical thing there is what do I do with the tank? Right, and exactly. a lot of the tables, which a lot of people who do outdoor gas use a fire table, and some mm-hmm. of them have the ability to kind of conceal that 20-pound tank right. within the base of the fire. And if not, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's not that you were in the gas mm-hmm. uh, business. I mean, it's generally not that hard to pipe gas no. out to your no. house, right? Because you just got to identify where it's coming into the house and then tap off of that. Right. And, then and it's safer, too. So natural gas tends to be much safer than, than propane? propane gas. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. That's not what King of the Hell taught me. <laughs> <laughs> well, propane gas is heavier than air. Okay. So if you ever have a leak or yes. the gas is on, it accumulates within an area. So really? then if you get that spark, that's why you hear about these cabins blowing up and stuff like that. Really? Whereas natural gas is lighter than air and tends to dissipate into the atmosphere. So we also sell natural gas grills, which are a lot safer than a propane grill. So like if you live, you should never put a propane grill on a wooden deck. Okay, good advice in general. I'd be concerned <laughs> to put any kind of grill on a wooden deck. Yeah. But natural gas is, I mean, we even sell them to condominium mm-hmm. owners, okay. and they're approved where the association has run a natural gas line out to that deck space because okay. it's much safer than having a propane bomb sitting out on your wooden deck <laughs> this is basic, that is a good description you're exactly right and do they add any scent to the propane gas can you smell the propane or is that also it's not like natural gas where well, it kind of has that funny smell doesn't it we don't have don't, anything yeah. in our house but no, some people in the rural areas have no choice yeah propane is their only option it's a fair point and uh yeah but if you do have a choice you're going to lean towards natural gas if yes. you can, because that does sound like an important safety feature. You know, it occurs to me, we're sitting here, we're talking about all these different uh, uh, fireplace options. Um, do you guys have an Instagram account or something where mm-hmm. people can take a we look do. at these? What is it? All I know, right? All, <laughs> Nobody knows all Seasons Fireplace. <laughs> MN, I believe. Is it place or just fire? All Seasons Fireplace. Okay. Yep. I could look it up. Okay, Jackie's on it, and then you have a website, Bonnie's of course. Great yep, on her Instagram, she's very active. We were just my son doesn't that. like it. I get too many pictures of him. Really? Allseasonsfire.com. Yeah. Allseasonsfire.com. That's the that's website. Website. The website. Yeah, which is fantastic. And you've got. Oh, thank you. Is it a robust site? Can people see a lot of the product, or is it? I mean, obviously, they should come into the showroom because then they can both. You know, learn from you guys, and obviously you know what you're talking about, but also see the product in person. And there's some nice stories of nice installations. Mm -hmm. Some of the, we didn't mention Element 4 has been one of our most successful European products. What is Element 4? And it's a gas gas fireplace from Belgium. 
Um, okay. It's multi-sided. It's got an excellent, a beautiful burner. It's okay. really realistic. Yeah, they call it real fire burner, where the fire, the logs actually sit on top of a burner, and the flames wrap around the log, so it looks more like a natural fire. Really? Yeah, the burners are like instead of flat on the bottom mm-hmm. of the fireplace, they're positioned like a log would be. So the log appears then, to be actually, it's like a right. ceramic log or something mm-hmm. along those lines? Mm-hmm. Oh, fascinating. Oh, well, we have that. a new one installed that's now, yep. a see-through one that's going and to be And they also beautiful. have a unique product called a sky product, which is different than a typical shape of a fireplace, where instead of being wide, it's actually tall and narrow. And it can actually be a room separator. So you can, the fireplace is 26 inches wide and it's 80 inches tall. Oh my God. Okay. So it just, it's very dramatic. That is very dramatic. That's mm-hmm. biblical and <laughs> a giant wall of fire. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Um, what else should people think about when they're looking at fireplaces and, and considering what type they want? How how you're going to use it, mm-hmm. how often you want to use it. Yeah. Okay. Do you want mm-hmm. it for heat or do you want it for aesthetics? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's some products that are intentionally designed to be less efficient mm-hmm. because sometimes people want a lot of fire, but they don't want to get cooked out of the space. So many of these fireplaces are very, very efficient, and they're designed to heat an area of 2,000 square feet or more, mm-hmm. but not everyone wants that. So... We have a product, a brand that we carry called Town & Country. Okay. It's a really wonderful product. And I actually think their original concept was the most unique and most innovative innovative product that we ever, that I was ever introduced to. So they, when they came to be, they said, okay, we see that gas fireplaces are great. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very efficient. They're very reliable. But ultimately, they don't look anything like a real fireplace. Mm-hmm. And so Town & Country said, we're going to develop a product that looks like a fireplace should look. So they, they went through a long process, and they developed this product that's based on a design called the Rumford Fireplace. I don't know if you've heard the term Rumford. Not. But Rumford Fireplaces have been around since the 1700s. It was actually a count in England named Count Rumford who was also an engineer, and back then they used fireplaces as a source of heat. And he determined that this shape of fireplace, which is very shallow and canted, and it would pull the the smoke up through the chimney more efficiently and push the heat out into the room. But it was, uh, so they used that original Rumford design, so architects, designers, they love it because it's based on this historic fireplace design. And the fireplace is designed to give a lot of flame. That's mm-hmm. what people want. Mm-hmm. And a comfortable amount of heat. Not everyone wants to have this 80% efficient product that's going to make you sweat and have to leave the room. So this product's designed to be more in the 40 to 50% efficient range. Is it adjustable in any way? or well, is certainly. It, uh, yeah, you can yeah. adjust the flame up and down. But it's, it's only radiant heat. So most gas fireplaces give you 
radiant heat, which is the heat that comes off of the glass. It's like mm-hmm. the heat from the sun. Right. You know, that's what we all crave in the wintertime is mm-hmm. that we don't have enough sun and we want to have that warmth from the sun. And then there's what they call convective heat. So there's this chamber that pulls the room air from underneath the cool air and as it gets heated up comes out the top. So this product doesn't have any convective heat. It only has that radiant heat. Interesting. And it's 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 a wonderful product. That's oh, yes. Yeah. It also sits on the floor. Yeah. Okay. W- versus some of them that, that have this yeah, space, you know, the, the hearth, the suspended you know. type of thing. Yeah. A lot of times they mount the controls below the glass. This product actually brings the glass right down to the hearth level. So it looks like you can walk right into the fireplace just like you would with a wood-burning fire. There's so many cool things that, that is out there. I, your showroom must be just absolutely wonderful to just wander around. It's important in to come into the showroom. Some people this day and age want to buy over the phone or on the Internet. It just mm-hmm. don't, you need to understand what you're buying, and that's... We encourage people to come in for that reason. Yeah, unquestionably, unquestionably so. And by the way, we didn't give out your address. We should we should make sure we give your address out too. Sixty eight oh one Wyzetta Boulevard. Yes, in St. Louis Park. As we like to say, right across from Menards. <laughs> no, next to the Lincoln dealership. <laughs> there you go, the new Lincoln dealership, which is actually oh, and not too far from Ferrari down the road. Well, that's a, that's a ways away, buddy. Come on. <laughs> Still, you might Just as well a get a fireplace and a Ferrari. Plug. Never hurts. <laughs> did you know, by the way, totally off target, but or off discussion point? But did you know that you cannot buy a Ferrari unless you've already owned a Ferrari? No. At any price, they will not allow you to buy a Ferrari unless you can show proof of having bought one previously. How do they ever get new customers? Ah, they're Ferrari, so you got to buy a used Ferrari. And then once you've worked out, I mean, it kind of makes sense because I would assume it's very easy to destroy a Ferrari if you don't know what you're doing. So it would probably be an absolute disaster. But yes, Mario, Mon- uh, uh, Mario Montanez downstairs, a title specialist. He's got an Audi R8. He's got all these gorgeous sports cars. And he was furious that he could not buy a Ferrari. They would not let him at any price. Well, at Amelia Island, we saw one for $70 million. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> Ferrari. Oh, my God. I, going to Target would just be a whole so new experience. It was for $70 million. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a good negotiator, you can probably get a couple million dollars knocked off the top and buy a house. That's madness, but uh, still. Well, the showroom is uh, uh, obviously uh, open uh, Monday to Friday. Monday through say. Saturday. Okay. And uh, we're open till. It's five during the week and uh, three on Saturdays. Three on Saturdays. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more if we can, though. I have some questions. Oh, okay. yes. All right. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a wood-burning fireplace with a chimney, how often do you need to get your chimney swept? If you're using your fireplace, you should have it cleaned and inspected annually and by a certified chimney sweep. Well, then you have the potential of having a chimney fire, which... Uh, we had a neighbor who had a chimney fire, and it's not something you want to ever yeah. experience. Okay. <laughs> Is it the fire, the smoke? Backs fire can up, go. Uh, the fire can burn for days and days, and the fire department may or may not be able to put it out. Really? Wow. Yeah. So if you get scary. that creosote buildup in your chimney, it can be a really bad deal. Interesting. Do the, the I've seen the little wood burning little. They supposedly clean your your flue. Professional, uh, do anything at all? Professionally no, no. clean. This way. 
All right. Funny side story. <laughs> so, second that question. Is, wait, wait, wait. No, no. First, I got to tell my funny fit chimney sweep story. Okay. I called a company a number of years back to come and sweep the chimney because, mm-hmm. you know, I had no idea it was a new house that, you know, it had been there and things. And it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. The doorbell rings. I open it. Here's this teenager. He's got the acne. He's wearing a top hat and a coat with tails. And he has to actually say to me, he goes, here to sweep your chimney, Governor. <laughs> started laughing, laughing. I couldn't help it. But anyway, Jackie, you had another question. Oh, um, do you recommend those inserts, like fireplace mm. inserts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have a wood-burning fireplace, but for me, it makes too much of a mess. Mm-hmm. I like the crackling so and everything, with, but so it's yes. To answer your question, yes, and there are both what they call wood-burning inserts and gas-burning inserts. Okay. So a wood-burning insert will make a open fireplace, which tends to be very inefficient, much more heat-efficient. So an op- a old-fashioned, open, wood-burning fireplace tends to be minimal to negative in its overall heat efficiency. So on mm-hmm. a day where it's 10 below zero, while you might be feeling some warmth sitting in front of that, fire, it's actually taking more heat out of the house than what it's producing. So it's mm-hmm. taking that air your furnace is already heated and exhausting it out through the chimney. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were to put in a wood-burning insert, it's a sealed system. It's, it's going to burn much more heat efficient. It's going to produce about 75% of the BTUs it produces are usable heat for their space. Okay. Or gas is the other thing, which is what that's kind of our bread and butter, our gas inserts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that uses, actually uses all outside air. So it has two liners that go up through your chimney, one for intake, one for exhaust. And that will produ- be about 80% efficient. For, so 80% of the BTUs it's burning are usable heat for the space. And we're talking about when we talk inserts, we're talking about like basically the back it goes on the back it's or a the front. box that slides goes right, right into, into, into that opening. Firebox yep. opening. Really? Mm-hmm. Do they have to be custom or, I mean, do they come in standard sizes? Standard, well, sizes? standard sizes, but then there's a trim piece where that's where we can customize. So there's a trim that's designed to cover the remainder of the opening. Okay. There's several sizes of the insert, so there's one that will most likely fit best for your opening dimension. But then the remainder is covered by a trim. So you can either just use a standard size trim, mm-hmm. or if you want it, or your application calls for it, we can customize that trim so that it looks like it's So more there's no trim at all sometimes. It looks like it's just the fireplace. The fireplace. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really interesting. And then how do you guys do that? Do you go out to the client's house? Do you yep. measure? I go out and take measurements and custom fabricate that trim and have okay. it made for their opening. Do you personally? Joe mm-hmm. is the yeah. guy. Really? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're a master of, of gas and boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the size of it. <laughs> Sometimes enough. it takes two it's, or three it's tries. A, it's, a <laughs> mes- it's a mystery. Not everyone can do it. Only Joe. Okay. I can only imagine. There's always details to something like mm-hmm. that that probably are a matter of experience they have to develop. Yep. So let me ask you, would you, so ideally, what is your ideal fireplace configuration? And again, I know mm-hmm. that it depends on the space and the use and things, but there has to be one that, you know, that speaks to you, a product that you just absolutely love. 
Well, we still have wood burning in our old house. We love it. Do you? We had family over this yeah. win- for Christmas, and they they have a gas one that we sold them, and they love, <laughs> but, but they love our wood, too. Yeah. So I don't know if I could yeah, go I mean, to gas. Gas may be in the bedroom or the bathroom mm-hmm. or the kitchen. The current product that I really, really love is... Uh, the Sparthermine. I don't know if you have yeah, a here it brochure. Is. That's their stove. So they have wonderful stoves, and they have these awesome fireplaces. So if you have a space where you don't have a fireplace now, they have a fireplace that will fit in there, will go there, and it uses what they call a guillotine-style door. Oh, that sounds charming. So the door, instead of opening up into the room, will slide Slides up into up. the wall. Okay. So you can burn it open oh. if you want to have that open experience. Okay. Or you can burn it okay. closed. That's not terribly efficient, though. They yeah. don't. They discourage they, they, that. They, they prefer that you burn yeah. it closed. Just but to be clear. One, and they have yeah. multi-sided options. Okay. So you can have a corner fireplace or a three-sided fireplace, and it's made in Germany, and it's really a, and their stoves are like the best. So their stoves use this modular system where you can. Create your own base or use one of their bases to set the stove on. And it's like a cube, but it... It's it, very popular it, right it bur- now. It's super popular. It's simple, simple, clean. Simple, yeah. And it burns really, really well. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I, you should have one. I'm going to look into it. Greg, I love it's fireplaces. perfect for you. Well, then we will talk about it. Let's just see if, uh, if you know, maybe it's more revenue. three or four that we can sell them now. Yeah. <laughs> what about this? And, and we're running out of time, and, and, and I'm aware of that, Johnson, is, is, is oh, yeah? my little cues here and there. But, um, oh, crap, I forgot my question. What was my question that I was running through? <laughs> I know I lost my train of thought completely. Jackie, do you remember my question? I can't read your mind. No. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Probably. Getting closer. <laughs> it's basically just the Looney Tunes song going over and over again. You'll be deeply, deeply frustrated. Ah, from a construction perspective. Oh, okay. So builders often, you know, I mean, they're going to default, usually in my experience, to just a standard fireplace, right? So if you are building a house or doing a remodel... Would I be correct in assuming that it would be worthwhile for the person who's doing that to come in and take a look at options? Oh, my God, yes. And then go back to the builder, correct? Yes. There are so many fireplaces that are out there that are put into this beautiful mantle, beautiful stone, and the fireplace is a piece of not good. (laughs) And it's there forever unless you... Pull that sto- beautiful stone, stone off, off, that beautiful yeah. mantle off, and it's it's just a crime. <laughs> yeah, because people don't think about it. You just yeah. assume, and by the time you realize there were options, you're in retrofit territory, yeah, which sure. is going to cost you a ton more. But it's a lot like, and not to in any way pick on builders or architects, but it's a lot like the furniture aspect. They don't think about that. It simply doesn't register. They don't know the options, sectionals, sofas, whatever. The same is probably true of the building uh, or the fireplace industry. Yeah, we like to think of it as a design element. Mm -hmm. And unless people think of it that way, even designers now are learning about them. And once they see, they... Exactly. They love it. Exactly. I mean, to be able to go in and offer that type of add-on as a designer, and, you know, obviously, Habitation is, is going to be working with you guys uh, quite a bit, I think, going forward, regardless of 
being in the district or not because I never realized how many options there are and how much fun. I mean, this is the kind of thing that gets designers excited because you can build all the way around this type mm-hmm. of a thing, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's fabulous. All right. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, as I wave at the camera. We have drunk our way through yet another episode of Drink in the Style. Jackie, thank you for coming in and mixing. You did a wonderful job. Thanks for having me back. I thought I got fired last time. I was laughing too much. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't didn't do that to you this time. I'll come up with with a way. I was suspended for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Double secret probation. (laughs) Thank you for mixing again. Bonnie, John, you guys are absolutely fabulous. We are excited as can possibly be to uh, be working with you going forward. Um, And on behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, as well as the District of Dinah, I would like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And I will finish out uh, with a quote from Andrew Carnegie. Where there is no humor, there is no success. Good luck. Here, here. Thank you, Greg. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.